Hello, welcome back to another episode of the Gridcoin Fireside. The current intermittent setting, really until Fern comes, Fern is the big news that everyone at team requirement removal. Uh, we're just going to kind of hang out. We're going to talk a little bit about what to expect in the coming and the weeks following the Fern release. We got Jim here who's going to share, share a little bit of information about what's going on at Testnet and give us a little out there. Send our letter or something because they can't go anywhere else right now. But <laughs> And then come back, rebase, figure out what we're doing, and go from there. So I, I guess I'll just expand on that a little bit. Uh, so these coming weeks, Fern, of course, team requirement removal and a lot of other stuff, basically the entire rewrite of the Gridcoin code base from something that could not move forward at all, would just stop as a dead coin into something that, you know, it actually has a little bit of potential to be a thing in the future. Uh, so I'll take this opportunity to say that, hey, that was a shit ton of work. Wales, give your GRC to Jim and SciSci, at least a significant portion. But without going off a diatribe there... Um, so it is going to be a mandatory update, which means there's going to be a good amount of notice beforehand. You're going to have to update. If you don't, you're going to run your own fork of what we will call Gridcoin Classic, I suppose. Um, and then we will, uh, yeah, the, the mandatory update, couple weeks notice, and then you update. The exchanges have to update. So really, the exchanges are the important part. Um, there's only a couple now, but maybe that'll change after Fern. And um, yeah, and then it will be a block height activation, block height trigger, similar to what we did with CBR. So you'll want to keep an eye out for a specific block once you've downloaded the new code, the new software, um, would, to trigger the actual activation of Fern and the team requirement removal. And all of this is really possible, and we've been able to move forward, not only from the testing on Testnet, but because of all the teams that have been helping out sort of testing the concepts with the team requ requirement removal. Uh, the only team I remember off the top of my head is Final Frontiers, because it's a freaking hilarious team name. Uh, so I know there are several others. Jim, do you remember any of them? Uh, no. Yeah, they've, they've just been going for so long. It's just, it feels yeah. like they're just part of the network at this point. So once the team requirement is removed, hopefully we'll be able to reach out to Boink, get some more teams coming in. Uh, we're still going to have the issue where we're going to be asking people to uh, either join the pool or buy GRC. And a lot of people don't want to do either of those things. A lot of people will just buy like 20 bucks of GRC and stake every once in a while to get their their earned research rewards. Uh, but a lot of people aren't going to want to do that. And they're also not going to want to join the pool because they don't get their stats. So those are really the bigger issues we'll probably be dealing with after Fern. But we, like I said, we don't want to get too far into that yet. Um, the biggest thing we're going to be dealing with after Fern is just sort of <laughs> vision boarding, I suppose. Uh, where do we want to take Gridcoin after this huge, huge update, which really gives us a solid foundation from which to do other really cool things with either the scientific system, distributed computing platforms, uh, our own internal protocol, uh, some economic stuff. There's really a lot of things we could choose from. Uh, so we're going to have to choose and prioritize and and get a an idea of what we want Gridcoin to look like after five years after uh, the Fern release. Um, but those discussions, don't start them yet. Keep your ideas, jot some notes down. We really want to stay focused on the Fern development until it's done because this is so big and we're, we're all really passionate people that get really distracted really easily. So let's not get distracted. <laughs> Um, other things, you know, stuff like marketing, getting out to new exchanges, 
maybe getting back to Bitrix if we can. Hit BTC would be another option uh, of just like a popular exchange we might want to reach out to. Maybe you want to reserve a good chunk of the foundation's reserves for uh, getting onto exchanges. Um, I know a lot of exchanges will do. Uh, actually, I don't know if a lot. There are a couple that do like voting systems where you have to put up as a community a bunch of your token, and then once if you win the vote to get listed on their exchange, they airdrop those tokens to everyone who voted on their exchange. So it's a win-win for both tokens for both the the, the currency. Oh my god, I'm just calling Gridcoin a token. Someone shoot me for both the the currency and the exchange because it gets people on their exchange and it gets people holding the currency. Um, so I I think that's really that's really it. Uh, looking forward to After Fern. Really. <laughs> Thank you for shooting me in the chat. <laughs> uh, and also, the the Boink workshop is coming up. A uh, little aside here, I just uploaded uh, Delta's uh, project brief on NanoHub. He's killing it with the project briefs over on the Boink Discord. And him and I are still doing the Boink Network, uh, or the Boink Radio podcast, which are really fun. And we have a pretty solid audience. Uh, so we have... Uh, a lot of people interested in Boink, particularly with all this COVID stuff. Uh, so that's pretty cool. But we, we're, uh, I'm helping uh, some other folks put together the Boink virtual Boink workshop, which looks like we're gonna we're gonna be doing. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We're gonna need help. Uh, there will be official calls for help soon enough, week or two. We're gonna need tech help. We're gonna need marketing help. We're gonna need production help. We're gonna need uh, like science communication help. And we're gonna need like people to help just do mob marketing because why not? You know, throw yourselves on Twitter and whatnot. Um, <laughs> such a good movie. Um, what else? I think that's that's really it. So stay tuned for more discussions once Fern is out, which I think is in a week or two. Uh, Jim, are we still, week or two, right? I think not we're really. Probably, yeah, I think we're <laughs> no. I think we're probably two, probably around two weeks out from uh, going golden, and that that will be. You know, we've got we've got to get through this last little bit of testing. So we've been testing now for actually several months in several different stages. But it's uh, the last few weeks uh, has been pretty intense on testnet. And, uh, you know, we went from a private branch that we were the developers were testing with some of the, you know, old timers that have been around forever and would help us like a crack and, and, and Kez. But we, we, we moved into public testnet testing, which we've been doing for the past few weeks. And uh, and then went through a, a transition to uh, block version 11, which is the Fern intended block version, which you know turns on the new features. That went very well on testnet, very few problems. And uh, you know we have one more piece that we have to test, which was a little bit of a late arrival, which is the uh, poll and voting code. And uh, that's going to be tested. Uh, there, there's another little hard fork on testnet in a in a few days, and uh, that will turn that on, and we will test that which should probably take about a week. And then assuming that uh, we don't have any uh, real problems with that, we're, we're going to be ready for a release. And then, you know, as as you said, Jay Ringo, we have to give the exchanges and other folks uh, decent notice. Typically, it's at least two weeks. Uh, we'll probably give longer, obviously, given the nature of this release. And, uh, you know, during that time, everyone will be required to upgrade. You know, you have a late, the, the grace period during that time to, to upgrade. But, you know, once the hard fork transition occurs which will declare the block height which will be out of ways you know that amount of time once you hit that block height if you're not upgraded you're gonna fork off right so that's you know but we're gonna get plenty of time for people to do it i think another thing that's worth mentioning is because we're 
to fully enable the team requirement removal and get all the beacons straight, uh, we're going to uh, require everyone to re-register their beacons, and uh, which will get all the beacons back in order uh, the right way. And uh, to do that, we have a really snazzy new wizard uh, that we've implemented as part of the GUI to really help people with beacon management. So, uh, in fact, we just finished adding a last feature that SciSci put in, which actually borrowed some some actual uh, uh, assets from the new GUI, uh, JRingo. That thing will allow you to pick a mode that the wall, you want the wallet to be in, whether it's investor mode, a pool mode, or a solo miner mode, and then it walks you through the process of uh, setting up your beacon if you're a solo miner. No more confusion with the uh, pool miners about whether they need a beacon or don't need a beacon and all that, and no more confusion with investors about that kind of stuff. We, uh, you know, we get questions all the time, confusion around the role of the wallet, and I think this will really help uh, resolve that. Uh, very well, and it'll also help out with beacon renewals with people allowing their beacons to lapse because they, you know, you actually have to fully unlock the wallet for it to the beacon, and a lot of times people don't do that and it lapses. So it's going to be um, it's going to be a big change. A lot of a lot of the stuff in Fern is actually hidden. It's underneath the covers. Uh, it was designed that way on purpose. That you know, in terms of the basic functionality, you know, you're getting research rewards, you're getting your CBR. It operates very similar to the way uh, the, the wallet operates today, except the machinery underneath is completely straightened. So, you know, this, I think you said it right, Jay Ringo, this is, a, this is a new baseline where everything is straight and pristine to allow us to jump off to whatever next stage. We, but it is very exciting. A lot of the old crazy rules around newbie stakes and, the, you know, the strange uh, rules we had for research rewards and some, some of the way it calculated averages if someone doesn't stake in a long time, that's all been swept aside and replaced with a much better approach to calculating folks' research rewards. So I, I think I think folks are going to be really happy. With, um, yeah, it looks like they already are. Like, we're getting people uh, talking about the new wizard right now. Robotic Mind says the new wizard's really great. Darren says they loved it as well. It's like. That's great. This the wizard is news to me, honestly. That's fucking awesome. This is what I mean. But it's like you guys did the whole team requirement removal plus rebase coin plus like new just basic UX features. <laughs> Oddly enough, the team required removal itself was the easiest part. I mean, in fact, <laughs> most, most of that had already actually already been done in Denise, but we couldn't turn it on because of all this other stuff that you know it just it just wouldn't work with all this other. I, I hate to put it this way, crap that we had to get out of the way from the old code you know as sci-sci and i got into it we realized that you know there was really no way to half fix it you just we just really had to rip all the old stuff out and to rewrite it so you know so the scraper part rewrote the quote-unquote neural network right that was in denise so that part had already been rewritten well we basically had to take all the rest of the grid code coin code and rewrite the entire rest of the grid coin code on top of the vanilla Call it call it black coin, pure coin base. Everything on top of that. It was a job. I mean, there's. Um, I think if you go look at the Fern milestone on uh, uh, GitHub, I think there are 279 closed <laughs> PRs and or issues in there. Oh my God, man! That's that's un unbelievable. Yeah. 279. 279. Yeah. It was how much issues we had PR to yeah, I'm probably about seven eighths of those are PRs actually, and the remainders are issues that we've closed. Actually, we out of the issue bank, we've gone from 100 and 
I think it was 100 and, uh, 115 issues a few months ago. We're down to 65. So we've literally cleared out, you know, most of the important issues. There's still, you know, a few in there that we, we want to get around to uh, that are important. But, uh, you know, look, this is a big deal. This has uh, been a lot of work. I mean, it's been a long time since our last release. I think it was October of last year. But we've been really busy and uh sign my axe is getting a little dull. We're 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 pretty tired, but we're pretty proud of it too. You and should other, be. This is the other whatever. thing is, look, we've been testing the life out of this thing. I, I you know, I, I knock on wood, you can't but you know, this thing is going very smoothly on testnet. Uh, you know, this is not like the old mandatory releases where you you know, you release and pray that it you know, it doesn't blow up, right? We're we're really testing the life out of this thing. And we're not going to, it's not going to be released until we're absolutely confident that it's going to go s as smooth as clockwork. That's the whole key. If it goes like it's supposed to, no one should even notice. And uh, and that's the way you want it, right? So uh, that's, you know, that's Yeah, you guys should be proud of this. This is whatever happens to Gridcoin after this. And like I said, I, I think that this gives us an actual potential before we had barely any potential because the yeah. code base could not carry itself. Yeah. And now well, that we I, have this, it can. Tom, it, Tomas looked at the, uh, I know he took a look-see at the contract code that SciSci wrote. I think you said it was really nice. I mean, we've done a lot of work to form the basis for a lot more, right? So this, it's been, the coin has been repositioned underneath to support a lot of additional capabilities that we want to do in the future. And, yeah, uh, and no matter what happens with Gridcoin, what direction it goes, what happens with you guys, whether you continuously like contribute to the coin or whatnot, wherever this this coin goes is because of the work you two have done over the past year and a half. So it, it is freaking amazing that you guys took what was a non-functional coin, uh, semi-functional, let's say, uh, and and turned it into something that. Uh, people can now experiment with and bring into um, the real crypto world and not just like play. We remember all those, like all this, this is everyone else, all those, all that fire we had, <laughs> not to self name the fire size, uh, but all the fire uh, everyone had back at the uh, second half of 2017, you know, after the bull run, people were talking about what we could do with Gridcoin. What do we want to do with it? What can we do? Let's do this, 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 this blah, blah, blah. None of that was possible then. It is all possible now, at least much more close, uh, much closer to reality. So we want to bring that back. Uh, it's harder now because it, we're we're not at the tail end of a bull market, so not everyone is just pumped up because of price movement. But the people who are still here, uh, it it didn't matter. It didn't matter then the price movements, and it doesn't matter now. Uh, and I have a feeling, you know, with what's going on in the markets and the world and whatnot, we'll get more people into this space if we try because of price movements. And we want to harness all that energy, bring more devs in, bring more just community, bring boink people in left and right because we now can <laughs> and like move well, forward with it. I, I'm in, I'm sensing renewed interest in Gridcoin. I don't know. That's just the general sense I get. I, I feel like there's more energy clump coming in. And, you know, you see new people coming in. And then, uh, you know, I think uh, Sasai was telling me the other day, and uh, I think I'm, I think he's right. I said, you know, one of the, he said one of the things that I, he thinks was scaring off other developers was just the code base, you know, just not in good shape. And I yeah. think that, I think that uh, you know, us taking a big round turn on it and getting it like it is, I think, I think, serious developers will take a look at that and they're going to see that there's serious people working on it. it's uh 
I think people take a different attitude when, look, the commit history is out, out in the open. People can see what's been done to the coin over and a half. And I think that I think that's going to mean something to deep technical folks. And I think that'll help us attract more talent to, to, to the coin. You know, if we can pair it with, uh, you know, a vision that we come up with. Right. And that's that's the that's what you were talking about, which is what we got to do after we get burned out and maybe take a breather for a week, have a few beers. <laughs> Just we'll a week. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, no, I, look, I'm, I'm one of these, I tinker all the time, so I can't take it. Yeah, I know, I know. But it, it's, it's just, you know, we got to, after that, after we sort of, now we got the basis, then we got to, then we got to start really thinking about what, what, what we're going forward. Very, very exciting and uh, very interesting. That's all I well, have. Well, duration must be at least seven days. What's that? I think you said. Okay, dialogue is actually checking for stuff. Oh. All right, well. I guess we'll wrap up the recording here. I mean, you can see in the chat, I mean, there's people here who I haven't seen in months, and there's also just like a good number of people here. So I agree with size size. Like, yes, energies will come back and with a base. I'm very much looking forward. I'm looking forward to polls, guys. Yes. Maybe some new whitelisted projects, Minecraft at home. Oh, please. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that. I'm a that's big, a good point. Yeah. So I'm so a our, big, I'm a community. big Minecraft. I'm a big Minecraft guy. I, I I wouldn't mind putting that on the whitelist, but I know that probably other people. <laughs> yeah. I can argue for it left and right. Go ahead, Chip. So, no, yeah. So I'm 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 Chip. I, I run Minecraft at home. Um, oh yeah, no shit. We, we, we've seen <laughs> we've seen a pretty in, in, intense interest in our community. Now, our community, I'd say, has a bit of a younger demographic than the blank community as a whole so it's, it's really interesting kind of introducing all of these new people into into volunteer computing but i think a resounding message from both the people running our project and the community as a whole you know being being able to be incentivized to to do work on the project and to, and to kind of retain those people is is so, something like gridcoin is 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 a really powerful tool to do that but uh, as you say i mean there's a lot of a lot of politics around whitelisting projects so you know as, as there's all of this new renewed interest then uh, I'd love to see more projects come on board and uh, and and start to start to work with Gridcoin. It's worth a, it's worth it. Look, it's mm -hmm. worth introducing it to the community and seeing introducing the idea and see where see where people take it. Because um, it's you know it's a, it's a it's a it's a neat space, right? And uh, there's a lot of people, of course, and my children. My children are past their Minecraft age, which is really sad because I, you know, no, they're I'm, just I'm, going through a non-Minecraft phase. Oh, people can never go through a non-Minecraft phase. Yeah, that doesn't exist. Uh, I can't. I still have. <laughs> so I still have. Uh, I have. I'm. I'm going to post a picture here in just a second. But I have a. Uh, uh, I have uh, a, a 72 world Minecraft server that I run still, and you know, occasionally my kids and their friends will log into it, and they built all this stuff, and I I did it with them, and I also have this TechIt server. Which I did a bunch of heavily mod, have additional mods to, where I built this whole complex that took me over a year to build, and I don't, I can't even run the thing because it takes up 16 gigs of memory. <laughs> I can't run it continuously. <clears throat> I'm a big Minecraft buff, and so are my kids. So there was a lot of creative times that they had with that, you know. So it's uh, near and dear to my heart. Uh, it was it was really surprising. Uh, we did some unofficial. Sorry, we didn't. Uh, we found some unofficial polling from fairly recently, which uh, suggested that around 15% of the player base is over the age of 30, uh, which is uh, really surprising to me. Yeah, there, I think there are a lot of folks that uh, were attracted to it that are far older than you'd really think would be interesting. Cool. Well, Chip, I don't know if you've heard me talk on the Boink Radio, but huge fan. Love what you've done with the place. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think is the Gridcoin community could be convinced to whitelist Minecraft at home just for the sheer... Um, uh -huh 
the fact that you bring so many people into distributed computing and it's a huge audience we could reach like the- yeah super interesting stuff i mean I've, I've been involved in volunteer computing for for a long time uh so it just felt natural that uh we needed something like blink to, to solve some of the challenges we're trying to solve uh yeah i mean if you haven't had a haven't heard of minecraft at home come and check out what we're doing it's uh interesting stuff it's not not necessarily a huge deal on the big world stage but I think it's uh, it's important from a kind of a perspective in introducing all these new people to to this platform. Amen. So that's a that's actually uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with DynMap, but Dy- DynMap provides a uh, web-based view into your Minecraft server, and uh, that's a sort of an iso isometric three-dimensional view of one of the world's one of the seventy worlds. It's goodness. Yeah, and you can see there's a lot of building. It's amazing what what can that platform. Is that an airplane? Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, oh, this there's all sorts of things in this this thing. It's uh, I did a lot of redstone. I got really into redstone at one point and built all sorts of. I there's a there's a uh, at that elevated house which you can't really see that well. You, you there's actually a button you can press. By the way, it's a spitting image of our real house here, except right beyond the the pool. There's a button, and basically with all these pistons and things the ground opens up and moves aside and then there's a stairway that gets pushed in that allows you to walk down to a lower level and then you push the, the button at the bottom and it all closes up again and you had to do this all with redstone and relays and piston and stuff it's it's really if you're an engineer type you can really get hooked into aspects of yeah there's people who've who've made huge yeah, eight, bit, eight bit computers in, in redstone yeah, it's, it's really yeah you can actually make a operating cpu in minecraft mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I was uh, very hooked into uh, Greg Tech mod. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the, really the, mudding, the mudding community is is, is is possibly the biggest part of biggest part of the game. It uh, allows the community to kind of expand upon the, the the core game, and there's lots of kind of very adult and engineer engineering scientific STEM oriented mods that that built onto oh. Minecraft. So it, it's, it's it's pretty good just for kind of a big learning experience of anything, not just this yeah. uh, dumb kids game anymore. Well, people have actually used it for serious things too. So they were uh, they've used it for uh, like uh, town modeling and uh, mm. large. You can't really use it for fine grained uh, CAD CAM because it's you know the the blocks are pretty coarse. But like if you're doing like the scale of a city or several buildings or things like that, it's it's actually ideal to, to model that kind of stuff because people just about anybody can learn how to use. It. It's really cool. interesting. Anyway, yeah. great. Uh, All right, we'll we'll wrap up the recording. We can talk about Minecraft more after. <laughs> yeah, and I, and I have to, I have to run too. I'm actually late um, for another. Okay, meeting. cool. Well, thanks for coming by and telling us, giving a little update on Testnet. It's really exciting. Uh, everyone else, you know, take some notes, take some personal notes about what you want to see Gridcoin turn into once we get this huge milestone out of the way. Spend a little time reaching out to the Boing community, saying, "Hey, come on in," and trying to get out to exchanges. You know, the simple quote unquote stuff. Uh, after that, we have to figure out what the hell we want Gridcoin to be. I, you all know I've got my ideas, but I'm not God. So you guys got to choose. <laughs> we'll see y'all next time we do this. I mean, I'll pop in next week. Uh, if we got nothing to talk about, it won't be a, it won't be an episode. But eh, who knows? Great weekend, everyone. Thanks, Jerry. Cheers.